This podcast contains swearing and occasional disturbing content. I don't need to live in this physical realm. I walk around in the physical realm. In the spiritual world is where I live. I exist in places you never even dreamed of. Hello and welcome to the High Strangers Podcast, episode 71. My name's Gav. My name's Sarah. A bit of a little delay there. It was dramatic, <laughs> wasn't it? Those glasses removal, that's what... <laughs> it's like Sylvester Stallone in Over the Top where he gets his baseball cap and he pulls it around the other way when he has his arm wrestling matches. Mm. Anyway, welcome... Listeners, if this is your first time, you've come here for necrophiles. So I don't know what that <laughs> says to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, or it says about you, but uh, welcome or anyway. About us. Or about us, in fact. Um, if so, we're all here for the, uh, the 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 dead fucking today. Yeah, <laughs> we're all here for the corpse, love. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's an odd one which we're doing today. Um, I, I'm going to just quite easily be able to talk about this. I think without being too like thinking about it where like the Jimmy yeah. Savile thing when you talk to me not physically first time ever in 10 years of almost 10 years of podcasting uh, I felt sick and thought I was going to puke on air he didn't like that one was because you? You, you told her the story and all of a sudden I'm picturing it like I'm reading a book yeah and it was shit yeah <laughs> uh, and this one hopefully isn't going to be too much the same because I'm not going from a stance of someone who's there and the, the, them feeling like oh my god I'm trapped they're dead so I'm going to go okay and just do you know what I mean yeah it, I, yeah obviously it's disrespectful to the uh, the dead hmm. the the people they once were yeah I don't know if it, I, I don't know how you feel about this being my other half but if if when I'm dead someone wants to bone me alright yeah <laughs> I don't care I'm dead <laughs> Um, yeah, like uh, I can't say it, it'd bother me too much because yeah, I'm dead. This it's, is where we should say an email deal. address. So write in and let us know. Yeah, would, would let you us be know a, your thoughts. Would you like to be boned when you're uh, dead? Well, apparently it was a thing in Africa in an African village. Um, a woman was encouraged to have sex with her dead husband's corpse. He'd actually written it into his will that he wanted her to do it, and his family encouraged her to do it. Yeah, because she's like, nah, I don't want to do it. Come on, it's all right. We need you to do it. But I don't want to do it. It's okay. It's not okay, really, is it? Mm. At what stage, though? I don't know if it's an... an, You don't want to go for, like, a rotten stage. It's more like it's his wishes, I suppose, isn't it, with something like that. So if you wrote it into your will, it'd be like, oh, you know, it's your wish that I do that. So... I suppose that was why they're encouraging her, but no, I don't think skeleton. What what good would that be? But why do you want to? But it's, I don't know. But it's less yucky, less ooze. Well, you do the quicker the better, I suppose, with something like that. Oh God! <laughs> you just, look up, you just look up at them and they're just staring at you with their dead eyes. Get in there quick before the maggots. Enjoying it? Oh God! <laughs> Well, I don't think they really care if they're enjoying it or not. Is it a case of getting a penis pump? Uh, yeah, for the women, a lot of time, yeah. yeah. Well, strange if it was for the, for the other way around. Um, 
You never know. Um, okay, yeah, but welcome everybody today. <laughs> it's an episode you don't listen to. Oh, warning, don't listen to on the school run. <laughs> a bit late for that. <laughs> I know. Blimey. Um, uh, I hope everybody's safe and healthy out there in the world, in this crazy fucking world we live in. Um, uh, yeah, this is going to be a weird one, so yeah, probably yeah. a trigger warning more than likely. Yeah, Rob was going to do do that at the beginning and kind of say <laughs> some words about that. We kind of dove right in there. You we did. You just couldn't wait, could you? Wait to get in there. Couldn't wait to get into the necrophilia. Have you ever seen uh, Necromantic? Uh, I tried to watch it one time. I've, I seen fell it, asleep. I've seen it two or three times. I fell asleep watching it. There was a bit where ra- a rabbit got killed, and I decided I didn't want to oh, watch it. Oh, that's anymore. right, at the beginning. Okay, um, I didn't see much of it then. No. But yeah, it looks very yucky, and that's coming from someone who, who likes yucky films. I used to have a gross. videotape. Okay. Uh, it's a German film. If you don't know what this is, it's uh, there's a couple of them. Necro- Necroman- uh, Necromantic too, as well. And yeah. it's a lady and a man. I can't remember the story. Ooh. I don't even. It's my. I never thought I'd ever actually have to start telling the story. Um, uh. The plot. <laughs> plot of it, this film. Um, so I'm not going to get into it because I can't remember it. Um, but anyway, it gets to the point where a woman. Oh, a man and woman come across a corpse. I think in a car up crash. It feels like maybe. Take it home, or she oh, yeah. persuades her, her friend, her boyfriend's a mortician to bring bodies home. Something like that. Oh my god! But they keep it, and then okay. they. Um, I think they both have a love triangle with it, maybe. Oh wow! And she uses it. I think she uses a, a snapped-off broom handle with a condom for a dig. Wow! Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's not to have your Sunday roast. Yeah, yeah. It's another it's not kind a family of, film. It's kind of like an eighties one called Living Doll. You right. seen that one? No. I think it might be on YouTube. Uh, I want to say it's Eartha Kitt in it. She's the landlady. It's basically this guy who's in love with this girl, but she doesn't notice him. And then one day he work like he does work in the morgue. One day she's in a car crash and she comes in dead. And he takes her home, takes the body home, and just keeps it in his flat and like lives with it, kind of like a Tony situation. Oh, that just, movie Tony, yeah, yeah, just lives with the corpse, you know. Yeah, it's not like someone we know called Tony. Starts, Tony, starts just rotting. Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's another one, Tony. Yeah, he kills the people, keeps them. That one, he wakes up in bed with him. He's like, "Do you want some beans on toast?" Brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think uh, it's not really a subject which has really been jumped upon. So, uh, Marvel's not jumping on the necro, necrophile no, no, uh, genre for their uh, for their universe of superheroes. Or, huh? Do you know what I mean? Christ. Yeah, what so it's not be? really something which is a subject. Now, I imagine um, there's there's a weird, there's, you know, there's look, it's, I'm trying to, sort of, how do I word this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's romantic, um, but if it's like, you know, someone who, that's um, weird, if someone they've dug up their loved one, there, yeah. is, there is there, like, love is the centre of that regardless Romantic of how bad and illegal or whatever or disrespectful or whatever from what side's looking at, the, at it um, it's kind of romantic in a way. Yeah, romantic necrophilia. It does come... Necromantic. I will, I will go into it, but there's a lot of grades of necrophilia and that is one of them. It's being attached to a partner or, you know, not wanting to let them go. Grades of necrophilia? Yeah. What scale are we on here? Like one to ten, yeah, right. Exactly and one that. being less, ten yeah. being more extreme. Most yeah. pss, right, okay. We'll get into it. What is is one of them? Would <laughs> dead animal sex would be one of them? 
bestiality. I suppose, but they're dead though. Yeah. I suppose it just I, comes, I comes under beast. I think that does come under it. That's still going to be quite high, isn't it? At least yeah. five and up. Mm-mm. It's like playing bingo or something. Right. All right. Well, you know, never, let's, let's get on with the show. You know, it's just like, let's <laughs> talk about dead fucking. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know what to say, guys. Um, enjoy this conversation we're about to have. I am going to say that I am with you. I'd like to get in there for the audience and get in there and we try and figure out the mindset of said yeah. individual and I think it, it's like there's no shame in having conversations about this kind of stuff you know it's no, not it's never, it's I not, never thought I'd have a, at least a couple of yeah, conversations we're, we're here to like break it down you know and just talk about this because it's quite a taboo subject you know something that people don't really want to talk about it's not really often mentioned so you know let's just talk about it and fucking find some stuff out about it and shit you know it's yeah. Absolutely. Right, well, yeah, let's find some shit about dead fucking. Um, everybody, strap in your seatbelts, uh, yeah. lock your windows, turn down the lights, put on some creepy music in the background, put some sound, put your BBC sound effects record on. Sit in the fridge. <clears throat> Why are you sitting in the fridge? So you're all cold like a dead body. Oh, get in your, your freezer trunk. Anyway, no, because you freeze, you die. Get your ice chest. Yeah, don't be telling people to get in the fridge. Don't do do stuff (laughs) which is... Don't encourage me to tell people to get in the fridge. Don't do that. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous to sit... Lots of children have died like that. Just sit gently in your room, like it's a Final Destination scene, and just hope nothing's going to happen, and just listen to us. I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) Everybody get comfy, we're going to talk about dead fucking. All right, get a blanket. Yay. And a a cup of hot chocolate. Yeah. Let's get your slippers. Get your dog and cat on your lap with open fire. <laughs> oh, let's listen to necrophilia. Okay, so obviously, like we said, it's a bit of a taboo subject. So if you do feel like you're going to be offended by this or it's going to be a bit too much for you, then do feel free to skip it. Um, and that being said, um, obviously our sympathies always with victims and the victims' families in these cases and stuff. Unless but, they're like us. But and they're like, yeah, I will, okay. yeah, and I was going to say, but we have got both. We have both got very dark senses of humour. So if we do crack jokes and stuff throughout the episode, then you know, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I did find this out just before we get a jump into the necrophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, somnophilia. I didn't know about this. Uh, it's a paraphilia where someone becomes sexually aroused by an unconscious person and it's thought that it could progress to necrophilia. Um, the condition has been described as being of the marauding predatory type in which erotic arousal and attainment of orgasm are dependent on intruding upon someone who is unable to respond. Could that go with someone sleeping? Uh, <coughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I suppose, or passed out, passed out, or unconscious. I would say would be better. Yeah, I get that's bad because that's almost leading to a that that's like a chance rapist almost mm. territory. Have you ever? I don't think you've seen it actually. Killing of a sacred deer. No, with Colin no, Farrell. No, he's a anesthesiologist and a, Nicole Kidman's his wife. But when they have sex, she has to be uh, pretend to be anesthetized and knocked out. So she just lays on the bed. Lovely. Yeah, it's really bizarre. 
really bizarre. Uh, <clears throat> funny enough, we're going to talk about a chance rapist later on, which is the most disgusting case, which uh, happened recently in England, didn't we? Yeah. Rich, yeah. in this subject, a chance rapist. I don't wow. know. He's not really a chance rapist. Well, well, well he's a... We'll get on to it. Yeah. Because that is just blows my mind when I found that yeah. out. Anyway, we get yeah, on to that. Crazy. Definitely. Listen mad, to that one. Mad, mad story, that <laughs> we're, is. We'll be into sort of category eight or nine by that point, I imagine. I'm going to say he's probably, yeah, nine, nine or a ten. Yeah, yeah. That guy, like, what the fuck? But yeah. I don't know what happened to him he's, yet. He's like the, the, the uh, upper end of the scale altogether, I think. He comes under, like, eight, nine and ten, because there's different, different types, you yeah. know, people who murder to get the corpse and stuff like that. Yeah. It's all different categories. So, yeah, he covers quite a few, actually. Uh, okay, so the word necrophilia comes from the Greek nekros, meaning corpse, and philia, meaning love for or attraction to. I love it, you put it into nothing, necros. Yeah, I know, oh, right. it doesn't sound, it sounds okay, doesn't sound doesn't it? bad then, does it? Uh, it's classified as a paraphilia in the DSM-5 handbook. Uh, the term was first coined around 1850, and there are currently 10 different classifications of necrophiliacs based on the increasing severity of the disorder. Right, so now you're going to get all your different types. So, class one is role players, like I was just saying, that dude in that movie, you know, uh, getting people, uh, getting his wife to kind of pretend that she's unconscious. So, Ted Bundy. Ted, <clears throat> Ted Bundy did it with his girlfriend. He'd make her later. Oh, uh, okay, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he covers quite a few categories as well. Absolutely, yeah. He 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 definitely was fucking dead bodies. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, he would get his girlfriend to do it because obviously he was already in that world. Yeah. So she'd have to just lay there. Oh, weird. Uh, so role players, people who get aroused when pretending their partner is dead during sexual activity. Class two, like we were uh, talking about earlier, romantic necrophiles. Will we be able to get into these more? These. Bits with, have you got case studies of each level? No, I don't. No. Okay, can we just quickly talk about yeah, our first course, level? Yeah, of course. Yeah, feel so go free back to, to that again. That's the unconscious and sleeping. Yeah. Again, so, so look straight and away like this. Pretending they're dead during sexual activity with your partner, and to be into that situation, you're going to have to be have a partner who's been with you for a little while to go along with that, unless it's someone you're paying for the sex. Mm. Um, if it's paying for sex, they're just going to be like, yeah, whatever where it comes down yeah, to yeah definitely but it's the other side the person actually doing it uh, generally going to be a male I expect most of these are going to be male pe- uh, uh, it's, it's uh, the majority uh, the majority are male yeah but yeah. there are some female as well yeah I'm sure there is um, but this first category here is going to be male mm. more more likely but think about that though say you were with someone for why we love or whatever but that whole like how are you getting off and thinking that they're actually dead and it obviously it's a fantasy in your head yeah because you know it's not actually real so it's like uh, if you're you play rough in sex yeah it, it's, a, it's in a loving relationship and it can, it's fantasy sort of thing um but you would have this to is, it's weird. you'd have to broach that subject with them you couldn't just go into the relationship and just pretend that they were dead while you were having sex all the time because people move don't they so you would have to say to them you, you know can, can you just stay still for and me. then they would be like well why, why? and then it comes down to that because question I, why I love you 
And theoretically, if you were to say something like that to me, then potentially I would. But then you've got to think, like, where is that leading? If I say yes to that, is that then going to escalate your behaviour into hurting someone else? Just quickly say here, this this isn't something that I'm going to say. No, no, but I'm just talking theoretically. (laughs) And then you're going to escalate. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting here innocently. (laughs) No, but do you know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Is that then going to give permission to the other person? Yeah, I hand for that to escalate their behaviour. If you agree to that, yeah. But still, that whole thing though. At what point you go? Oh, I've come. Okay, great. I, uh, okay, can I move again? Right, brilliant. Thanks. That's great yeah, for me. It's a bit it's weird, not, isn't it? You're not giving the other partner pleasure unless that other partner is into that. There's another way of looking at this. Yeah. Looking at death is not a bad or horrible thing. Yeah. And looking at death is a lot of people think of death as uh, a reincarnation or at the beginning. This is what we're in now is nothing. Then mm. the beginning, oh, guys, don't wait for that. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy what you do <laughs> yeah, now. Definitely. Don't wait for the, the for death to think that's beginning. But people do, and other people look at. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not necessarily afraid of death myself. To be honest with you, yeah, it's like okay, I was here, and then I'm not here. Okay, yeah. Um, but like, so some people might look at it like that way. And not such a horrible, dark thing as more something else. And if you're in a very, very loving relationship, maybe if you're very, like, not spiritual or whatever your beliefs are, people think a lot of different beliefs nowadays. It's mm-hmm. a very vast umbrella of belief. Uh, yeah, it might mean uh, two people doing it as a couple might do it as in, like, not a weird way. But that's not what I come onto this subject. Really, it was originally the guy who's perpetrating the sexual act and then being like, why? Mm. <laughs> it still does that when the other partner goes, why? And it's like, okay, um, because I yeah. like you're dead. Man. I can only come when I, when I think you're dead. Yeah. All right, go on to the next one then. Right, okay. So um, Wow, that's <laughs> the first one. Right, class two, romantic necrophiles. Bereaved people who remain attached to their dead lover's body, like we're talking about. Kind of what we're just sort of saying a little bit. Okay. Well, I don't think we need to discuss that. I think we kind of just we, yeah, we, jumped on we, that a little bit, and bit I think, we, I think yeah. everyone knows what we mean. Yeah. Uh, class three, necrophile fantasizers. So that's people who fantasize about necrophilia but do not physically interact with corpses. Okay. Uh, class four is tactile necrophiles. Sorry, so is that like <clears throat> would you would they look on the internet for? Yeah, dead bodies I would say so. Probably, yeah, probably knocking one out over dead bodies, dead bodies, murders, obituaries, don't know, wow. crime scenes. Wow, you gotta say at one point at some point. I think there's might be something wrong with me. I know you must realise, mustn't but you? Does that but escalate? then what? Does, is it like maybe when they're a child something happened and they saw a, a saint dead and they end up ejaculating yeah. or I don't know or because I think yeah it's, it's kind of like Dharma territory isn't it with his roadkill and fucking did, did he fuck roadkill I don't think he fucked it no but he was around it quite a lot I think it was like a, a, a big thing for him oh I reckon he fucked roadkill probably I'm putting my cards up for roadkill oh, fucker oh my god Roadkill fucker. <laughs> Is that your new song? That's my new country song. all country and western. Roadkill fucker. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Tactile necrophiles. This is class four. 
People who are aroused by touching or stroking a corpse without engaging in intercourse. Oh, so like, go to a uh, open coffin funeral. Well, get, get uh, in line, uh, touch the body. Ooh, yeah, but think like about that later on. We'll like, bank. I'll go in, go on to talk about it. But quite a lot of them have jobs where they can come into contact with the corpse. Right. You know, they make it so. <laughs> uh, class five is uh, fetishis- fetishistic necrophiles. Uh, it's people who take objects or body parts from a corpse for sexual fetishes without engaging in intercourse. Like, like a watch? Yeah, maybe. What, then go home and just touch the watch and get all yeah maybe because it was a dead person's yeah object or if like a bit's come off that doesn't seem like that should be category up. five yeah i know that but it is like it is low. saying like body parts though well, imagine are we if they take, like an actual arm or yeah something. imagine if they take someone's foot height or head yeah oh, to keep in the fridge to do yeah. things with oh. so yeah i think class five is fine for that <laughs> do you remember that french movie um why have we seen so many disgusting films that involve because dead like people horror. shagging? <laughs> yes, and this is the dude in the van. He's got the head, and he's getting a blowjob off it. Oh, and then when uh, he finishes, switchblade romance, yeah, high yeah, tension, high tension, switchblade romance, haunted yeah. tension. Yeah, um, um, French movie. Check it out. Um, and he's Checks getting a blowjob, the then finishes and the throws the head out the window. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, God. quite rough that bit. <laughs> That is like the uh, the early version of the uh, sex toy for men. Ugh. Oh. It's like rural French sex toy. Oh. It's a random woman's head. Uh, where it, am I? Yeah, I don't I've know. I've thrown you. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Right, you'll like this one. Class six, necromutilomaniacs. If there's ever a movie to be you made. You need to make a film called that. Say it again. Necromutilomaniacs. Necromutilomaniacs. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> I'm well excited for this one. Uh, people who get pleasure from mutilating a corpse while masturbating without engaging in intercourse. That's the name of a band. Uh, That's the name of a dark synth band. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like a trauma film. <laughs> so, like, like hacking up a body and having a wank? Mm. Yeah. What the f- Fuck, at that point, though, in your life, you're like, where has it got to? Oh, no. I don't, I don't know. At no I think point do I go and get that, just a straight job now. Yeah, or I go get a paper round or whatever, or work in a shop. Or, but I think at that point, you're just not going to have any realisation, are you? Not Surely really. not. I think you you're must, past it, that now. I think it's all gone. Well, yeah, because you get to the point where your mind... You haven't got to the level of fact of just killing someone. So your mind's got to that point where you're not even that bothered by killing them, and it's more humorous, maybe, because you would be more probably laughing manically while chopping away of a meat cleaver a human body and jerking off. Yeah. What the fuck? That's the front cover. Because that's not, that's not even saying killing people, either. That's mutilating a corpse. So they could well dig one up. And oh. just fucking start stabbing it or something while they're knocking one out. Oh my god! You know something I can like see that. that. No, I don't I mean. want to, but I can. 
Oh, like, but like knife being a penetrating subject because yeah. I always spoke about the knife before, and like where the gun's not very personal, the knife is a lot more personal. Yeah, it's, it's more of a sexual, it's almost sexual crime. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I can't believe the one category, but before, oh no, before it could have been hands taking them home. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Class seven is opportunistic necrophiles. Ah, the one we we spoke of. So we We're spoke be about speak- this, Well, we will be speaking we? about this case later on. Oh well, no. I thought we could just give it a bit here because I haven't oh, really got. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just going to mention it here because right, yeah, I haven't okay, really cool. got anything further on it. I just thought we could chat what we know about it here. Go for it. So I was going to mention it, but I'll just tell you about that first. Um, so yeah, class seven opportunistic necrophiles, which is people who normally have no interest in necrophilia, but will take the opportunity when it arises, which is fucking disgusting. I think I don't know what's worse: someone who fully admits that they are and like facilitates their whole thing, or just someone like that who's going to come come along and go, "Oh, look, it's a dead body. I'm going to stick my dick in it." It is an it is odd like, thing to oh, think. Oh, that one. And then just... But that's not even his thing. No. So or the, their thing, sorry. So what we talk about, recently uh, there was a lady who was killed Amber, by... Amber Niven. Oh, right, and she was yeah. killed by a boyfriend? A brother. Oh, it was her brother. It was, was younger, brother. wasn't he? Was no, I think he was a couple of years older. But she, was, she like, was only 16. Right. Um, and they... What had happened was they came from quite a shitty home life and they both got put into care. Uh, they got separated and put into different homes and then they got back in touch and he was saying to her I want to meet you and they met up um, and I think that meeting kind of went okay and then they met up again and he fucking killed her didn't he Yeah. and the bloody raped her as well yeah so he, he did, this kid goes and does this this mm. old, like 18 year old or whatever and leaves the body like in the, in the yeah, just uh, left it into like some foot. bushes or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't they? And just like just yeah. weird. And so another fella fucking well comes Stephen along. Stephen Corrigan, his name was. He comes along, finds a body, looks like it's a girl. What and what's the first thing? So he's let's say guess that the body's still showing uh, nudity. So he's seen that as well. Not saying that that's fucking tempting, but. Um, He's come along, seen his body, and the first thing he's thought of is, "Oh, nice, I can have sex there." Do you think he thought it? No, I said like if I'm conscious, not that it would. You know, it's still like you just don't do this. It's still rape, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you just don't do it's it. It's still rape. I just wonder what mindset do you go? Then over, if you walk close, you go, "Oh, they're dead." Do you go, "Oh my god, it's a dead body"? Have you seen dead bodies before? Me personally, I haven't. If I do, no, I'm right, just gonna. It's gonna make my mind a little bit. Have you? No, I no, haven't, no. It's going to make me just stop for a moment. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely. I'm just going to take this in for a moment, you know. Yeah. And... Have you seen him as point, well? Look, he looks like a right fucking... The. Oh. Uh, that's the one that... Yeah, he's the one that did it. The, We're just looking at a picture of him now. We'll put one up on disgusting. the socials. Yeah, it's fucking it's just, horrible. It's just horrible looking past I was just trying to see what... Um, but yeah, what he's, and, and what he's for? Oh, what should I do? Oh, I know. I'll have sex with it. Yeah, like a body. What? 
Yeah. What on earth? Which... Of a really young girl as well. Like, not that, you know, a dead body in the fucking... Why would you that think That is this? obviously the victim of some kind of malfeasance, you know. There's obviously been something going on there to find, like, a half-naked, dead young girl in the woods. It's obviously an issue here. So, yeah, why then come along and go, I'm going to stick my dick in her? It's just... It's fucking horrible. It's terrible, but you guys, you know, you can at your own pleasure or time, shall yeah. I say, you can look into that case yourself. He got nine fucked. years, by the way, for that. I just looked it up. Yeah, and when he comes out, everybody can know who what he did. He'd have to go on the sex offenders reg- register, surely. Yeah, I'd have thought so. I'd say so. Yeah. But imagine being his wife. Ah. Or his family. Oh, God. Fucking anyway, disgusting. Anyway, that was number yeah, seven. <laughs> fucking dirty Number bastard. seven. Coming in at number eight. <laughs> what is this? Top of the pops. Oh, with Jimmy Savile. Oh, no. Now Funny now enough, he was another one, weren't he? Fucking yeah, he was. Fucking he was a ne- necro. Funny yeah. enough, in the same necro, I actually uh, occasionally speak to the rapper known as Necro. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a few Cannibal Corp songs, including that word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, class eight, regular necrophiles. Uh, people who preferential, preferentially have intercourse with the dead. So, like I was saying, people who just full-on, like, admit it, you know, and, yeah, and are that person. Yes. Did you ever watch that Johnny Vegas uh, series, Ideal? No. No. Oh, it was really good. It is really funny. Went on for loads of seasons. But the woman who moves in, his neighbour, she works in the morgue and she's a necrophile. She's always bringing dead bodies home and stuff, not dragging them in, <laughs> in the body bags. Dark. Yeah, super dark. Super dark, that series is. Really good. Uh, class nine is homicidal necrophiles. Necrosadists, uh, which are people who murder to have sex with the corpse. So that's going to be David Fuller. You know, so he covers like class eight, class nine. And who's David Fuller? He's the guy we're going to be speaking about mainly today. The uh, monster in the morgue. Right, okay. Uh, Class 10 is exclusive necrophiles, which is people who have an exclusive interest in sex with the dead and can't perform with a living partner. At what stage do you like? I can't. I just don't know what it is with sex. I can't. I've tried. I've tried gay. I've tried straight. I've tried threesomes. I've tried. Just can't I get it. Yeah. I wonder what know. it is. What it do. Maybe if they're dead. I think you'd know. I think you'd just know. <laughs> I suppose that it was that. I, I don't guess. know if you'd have to try everything. I'm sure if you're gay, you just go. I'm gay. Yeah. Could you come out as a necrophile now? I don't know. Do you think they could get their own flag? Because, like, <laughs> black, if you're not flag. doing it, like, you know, surely you could come out as in say, oh, I'm, a, I'm a neck file. I'm not, I'm not practising. I don't know. I think it's, I such, a, like it's such a taboo subject, isn't it? But weirdly it's enough, because of like, disrespect not... to the dead is what people would think. And then does that go into religious territory? Yeah, I would think so. So what if you yeah. take religious territory side away and go like, well, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Weirdly, though, not really illegal in many places. Yeah, you'd think. But just because, I think, like, they just thought, who's going to do that? Why do we need to make a law about that? Well, generally, laws come around once 
yeah. once the acts have been done. Yeah, totally. So, like, once, uh, like, a, um, that's going to happen, you'll be like, right, okay, got yeah, an idea. Yeah, we need probably, to look at uh, should I do, you know. Yeah. It's, they're probably not looking for subjects to uh, put on a list. Yeah. When it comes down yeah. to, you know, that's probably it. Yeah. Straightforward. Okay, so necrophiliacs often suffer from low self-esteem and the most common motive for their actions is to have a partner who is unable to resist or reject them. This was shown in a study of 123 genuine necrophiliacs in 1989. 92%... How did they find them? I don't know, survey, If you're a necrophile, (laughs) could you let us know we're doing surveys? How did you find these people? I don't know. Necrophiliacs Anonymous. Fuck's sake. 92% 92% of them were male and 8% of them were female. So the results concluded that 68% of them were motivated by a desire for an unresisting partner, 21% by a reunion with a lost partner, and 15% had an actual uh, sexual attraction to the dead. And this is not actually practicing people. These are just... Uh, yeah. So these are must. they must be ones that have been convicted. Yeah. well... What do you mean, well? You're not going to find out someone's a, a dead fucker and not to say, I found one earlier, boss. Did you, <laughs> uh, did you get a crash here? I got the crash here done. Yeah, sh- should I inform the. Yeah, but they local, might be please? people that are already. Yeah, they might be people that are already in prison for it. You know? so that's what I'm saying. They yeah, must have got okay. it from the prisoners. Cause yeah, they, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't got any information on who these people actually are. I know, I'm sure but, you yeah. haven't. I'm just like questioning this. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they might have found like people who don't practice it as well. That's what I'm saying. You can't be fucking ones that are practicing it. Just lend leave them. Say, yeah, see you later. Have a nice day. Thanks for the cup of tea. Smells a bit in here. Oh. Okay. Uh, And 12% were attempting to remedy low self-esteem by expressing power over a corpse. Out of the total number, 57% uh, of them had occupational access to corpses morgue attendants, hospital orderly and cemetery worker being the most common jobs. Yes, okay. Working with seeing dead. Yeah. I don't see dead people in my business. Never yeah. done it. No, Never I have. don't either. Never but like, I walked into a room. Oh. I, I did look into getting a job in the morgue though because I would have done it. Not you that I want to fuck, slightly like morgues, I want to fuck dead people. But yeah, there was the I'm idea of just, that. I'm glad you stayed there. Yeah, well. I thought you would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want you smelling of morgues. Yeah, I think there would be that, wouldn't there? Eventually, I'd get that like. Of course you would. Mm, of course you would. Formaldehyde aroma. Oh. oh. Um, but it, so these particular penises. professions you're into, uh, not you're into, these <laughs> professions that these necrophiles are uh, do. Yeah. Um, you're you're used to you're desensitised to death. The 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 smell, the look, everything of death. You've seen it all. Yeah, it's not going to bother you so much. Me, I'm not going to jump onto a dead body and start sex with One thing, it's a bit yucky. Yeah. It's going to smell, I'm just going to be freaked out as a dead but body. But that's because you're not, my ne- bits are inside it. you're not a necrophile. Necrophiles don't think like that. That's what they want. They've got those jobs because but they want to be there with the corpse. You, you know, think it's not they, the smell or anything. Them, you think majority of them got the job after? Yeah. I think they got that job because... <sighs> They wanted that, you know. 
it's you the same with like anything paedophiles yeah. anything they get go to certain professions like a school teacher or scout leader or something like that yeah. get closer to the subjects that they're interested in yeah exactly that right. you know you don't like the idea of it because you're not a necrophile no necrophiles like the idea of that you know the woman that we're going to talk about later on no, she you, said you're, you're right she said she enjoyed the smell, you know. No, she you're totally right. It. No, you're absolutely right. I was coming at it more as in like, oh, have they slowly developed into into one day just touch one? And you, a percentage of boys would be. Some would, I But suppose, you're right. Yeah. The other way around, it's literally like, boom, I'm going <laughs> full steam. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Highway to the danger zone, Kenny Loggins, let's go. Yeah, definitely. You know, you think if, if they're like, oh, light bulb moment. I'll get a job in the morgue, you know, and now I can touch their bodies all day long. The same with, like, you get, obviously, with paedophiles and things, sometimes they're like, I just know that I like, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to they like certain things. Yeah. And they say that, and they know this. <clears throat> it's, it's, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Mm. Really, it's like, I don't That's know what I'm... I was saying earlier, you know, I think they know. Yeah. They would know. Yeah. Because it's easy enough to see a dead body if you really want to. Not in real life, obviously, but like. I, I guess. And then you could be like. Oh. I guess it's a lot of things. A lot of things, you know, like like a more basic look at it. Someone knowing that they're possibly homosexual back in the day and keeping it like inside That's the cupboard, I mean. so to yeah. speak. Uh, and being homosexual and being like, you know, I can't come out because everyone's going yeah. to like say things. I don't know how it's going to be. Da, da, da. And keeping that secret, not saying, not in any way comparison to that fucking with anything else. Yeah, um, I'm just saying it's a basic format. It's the same sort of way of looking at it. Uh, but because uh, where I'm getting at is this: is they know that they are homosexual. So yeah. these people, like you say, know then know that they're necrophiles or paedophiles. Like they just know it. Such a weird thing. Yeah. Not homosexuality in any way. Just necrophile and paedophile. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah, very strange. And you find, I, I suppose you can find with a necrophile, uh, paedophilia isn't a thing because it's a dead body. They're looking at it as in, even though it's a child, would they just look at it as in it's a dead body regardless? Well, we'll find with uh, David Fuller, who we're going to talk about, he was a paedophile as well. But he, did, he had paedophilic images on his computer. Um, there's no evidence of him practicing paedophilia okay but he, okay. he did well but there is evidence of him practicing paedophilia because he did have sex with a nine year old dead body so there's that <laughs> well I'm I'm oh yeah I'm fascinated to get into this guy yeah Ew. a super so creepy you'll probably need a shower afterwards he's most unpleasant most unpleasant man brilliant huh? alright then okay alright Okay, so about half of the sample number were found to have a personality disorder of some description, but generally IQ levels were not abnormally low. There are a few accounts of necrophilia throughout history, and records suggest the practice was present in ancient Egypt. Uh, apparently, they left the deceased beautiful women to decay for three or four days before giving them to the embalmers to, quote, discourage intercourse with the corpse. So when when the uh, when their loved ones died, they were still at it. Yeah. Until they were taken away. Stop it! <laughs> Put it away. Look, I'm embalming it. You can't do it anymore. 
Well, no, they, they waited to give it to the embalmers. They waited three or four days for the body to d- decay. Yes. So that when they gave it to the embalmer, the embalmer didn't fuck it before he embalmed it, or as he was embalming Oh, the embalmer it. was the fucker. Potentially. Em- embalmer fucker. <laughs> God, I thought it was the other way round. Oh, no. my God, they all had it. Uh, acts of necrophilia are depicted on ceramics from the mock is it, culture. Is it like the, the Egyptians, like, Mary died? Oh, shit, sorry, man. Um, don't let Bob have, it, Bob have it yet. Why not? Bob, sometimes, before before embalms me, likes to have sex with them. What? But yeah. Give it a moment till she rots a bit, then give it to Bob. And then, he won't, and then he's just like, oh... He's not really interested. He looks a bit sad when you give him the body, but it's all like that. But at least he's not going to bone your dead wife. Yeah. Bob the Egyptian. Nice. Bob the Egyptian. I'm surprised it weren't Barry. Bob the Embalmer. Can he do it? <laughs> Can he fuck it? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Acts of necrophilia are depicted on ceramics from the mock culture, I think, uh, from northern Peru in the 8th century. A common theme in the artefacts is the masturbation of a male skeleton by a living woman. Really? Yeah. Mm. Be good to have on a pot, wouldn't it? Oh, on a my. pot? On a pot. What do you mean on a pot? On ceramics. Oh. Keep yeah. up, dear. No, I know where, I know where it was. <laughs> I was just... I was just I did, I was, what do you want on a pot? What pot of this necrophile conversation oh, do you God. want on a pot? I think that'd be quite good to have a pot with... Some, Ladies wanking off skeletons. Is that how they do that then? They're just rubbing the rubbing the hip bones. Dunno. Skeleton penis. Skeleton penis. Do you think when it comes it's just dust? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So uh, more modern day necrophiles include Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, Dennis Nielsen, and the two people we're gonna be discussing today, and we're gonna be starting with David Fuller. Starting, so how many have we got? Uh, just David Fuller, and then I've done uh, Karen Greenlee as well because I just, thought it's just only a nice fair, little icing. It's only on the fair cake, yeah. to have a man and a lady because this is Thank like you. majority male. So I thought I would evidence female necrophilia as well. Brilliant, well done. Okay. Just the non gendered. Yeah, I know. I couldn't find any. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I come across any, I'll be sure to let everyone know. All right. All right, is he ready? Oh, I'm ever, I've always been ready, born ready for this. Okay. Uh, so Fuller was born in 1954 in Deal in Kent in the UK. So I've really struggled to find any information on uh, Fuller's childhood, but he was convicted for a series of creeper-type burglaries which involved break-ins through rear windows in 1973 and 1977. So would have been about 19 and 23 then. Okay. So that's kind of like late teenagery years, but I couldn't find anything about him growing up. Couldn't find a thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if they've just... uh... I don't know. That was the earliest I could find any kind of information about him. Um... So, yeah, so uh, just doing petty crime burglaries. Yeah, but like creeping around. They so said they were creeping. Yeah, so, like, creeping about coming in through like rear windows and stuff, you know. And okay. that would be his MO for the next. 
kind of situation that he gets into as well. Okay. He's, he's setting himself up there, you know. Um, he didn't serve a custodial sentence for the crimes either, so in my mind, that's like permission for him to escalate behaviour. And why not? Um, I don't know. Maybe it was his first first offence, you know, maybe they're a bit more lenient back in the day. That's like early to mid-70s. Yeah. So maybe they're kind of like, oh, you know, young man, first-time offender. Maybe. So he didn't serve a custodial sentence, but he might have got, like, probation and fucking all that kind of business, you know. Okay. But, yeah, I would say that's given him permission to continue. Uh, so in 1987, he committed the bedsit murders for which he would evade capture for the next 37 years. And at the time of his arrest, he would be a married father of four, living in a quiet neighbourhood uh, and having worked most of his adult life as an electrician at Kent and Sussex hospitals. So go on to the murders now. So, so uh, straight away, so he's got a family, he's got a home life. Yeah, yeah, he's married. He's like, married. Married three, three four times. Right. Through his and, life and, and he's murdered. Got, got kids, but yeah, he murdered in 1987. He committed these two murders. So he was in sort of early 30s. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. it's about 30, he's about 34. Done, I he's think, done two murders. What were like the murders? Are you I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go oh, into right, them. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know. So, so okay. So, and the whole time he's got uh, a wife and two kids, a stable job. Not, not at this time, no. Right, I don't sorry. think. I don't think he's married at the time of the murders. Okay. But he does get married through his life, you know. And then have and two has children. affairs and fucking all sorts. Oh, right, okay. Mm. Okay, so the murders. Um, Wendy Nell was 25 when she moved into a bedsit on Guildford Road in Tunbridge Wells after the breakdown of her marriage. She was the manager of the local branch of Super Snaps, which is the photograph developers and was beginning to rebuild her life with a new boyfriend, being described as independent and hard-working. Many of the larger houses in the area had recently been converted into bedsits, and there had been increasing reports of prowlers spying on young women through the windows. Yeah. Uh, on the night of June 22nd, Wendy Nell's boyfriend dropped her off at home. He would be the, the last person to see her alive. When she didn't arrive at work the next day, her friend and co-worker contacted her boyfriend and when he let himself into her bedsit, he found her dead body on her bed. When the police arrived at the scene, they could see there were clear signs of a head injury with blood spatter up the walls and blood at the side of the bed. The post-mortem concluded that she had suffered a blow to the head, had been strangled and sexually assaulted after death. There was no sign of forced entry and the door was locked though there was a window which wasn't secure and could have been a point of entry. Her clothes had been folded and the bed tidied, which showed that whoever had done this was in control and aware of what he was doing. Police collected evidence, including a bloody footprint on the sleeve of Wendy's discarded blouse. The TV programme Crime Watch, good old Crime Watch. You just give me scare nightmares. me to death, yeah. And mum would go, hell. right, come on, finish, right, come on, bedtime. Like, nice one. <laughs> I know, I don't know at what point I would be with my, like, say, Elijah. Come on, Elijah, it's, uh, just before bed, you're going to watch this programme about people being murdered and killed in England. And they're yeah, trying to figure totally. out who did it. Yeah, People breaking into houses while people are sleeping and stuff. Fucking scary as shit. Mm. Um, 
And obviously the case of Jill Jill Dan Dan Dando Dando, who was uh, one of the presenters who was shot yeah. on her doorstep. Yeah. Because they looked into cases and stuff. Yeah. So obviously a case she's looking into. Apparently she was about to expose a pedo ring. That's, oh. that's a conspiracy theory that she was about to expose a high level paedophile ring. So she got taken out. Just well it, believe just it. Like sex with children. Well believe it. BBC again, isn't it? Another thing with paedophiles I don't get when they're like, oh, it's more post power. What do you mean power? They're small. Yeah, I more know. More power, you fucking idiot. Yeah. That's no power at all. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You're literally like, God, get me in a room of them all. See, Gabby Guns come out. Okay, so a TV programme, Crime Watch, ran an appeal and a reconstruction, which noted that at 12.30am, a peeping Tom was spotted near Wendy Nell's building, and at around ten past one in the morning, a car was heard having trouble starting in the street outside. Unfortunately, no solid leads were found, and as DNA testing was still in its infancy, and there was no CCTV footage or mobile phone records to check, imagine that. Oh, Back yeah. in the day. Oh, yeah, nothing. Yeah, it was fuck all, was Criminals it? didn't know how good they had it. Yeah, totally. Um, detectives found themselves struggling to further the case. Okay, so next murder, Caroline Pierce was 20 years old and worked at the local Buster Brown's restaurant. She'd recently decided to move out of the flat she shared with her then-boyfriend and into a bedsit which one of the other waitresses at the restaurant was vacating. She had confided in her friends that she was a little wary as there had been reports of a prowler in the area in previous months, as well as the murder which had happened about a mile away. Soon after moving in, she saw someone outside her window one night and she rang her ex-boyfriend who stayed over. He did... uh, I watched a documentary and uh, he was on there as well. He did say that he'd tried to convince her to leave the bedsit and find somewhere safer, but she brushed it off. Uh, Caroline was last seen on the evening of November the 24th when she was dropped off on her street by a taxi driver. She was reported missing two days later and when police began canvassing the local area, neighbours reported hearing a woman's screams on the night that Caroline was last seen and they just did nothing. If you hear someone screaming, do something about it. Let's say that. Don't wait for it all to go quiet and then be like, yeah, no worries. But, but it's, <laughs> that means but, something bad has happened. Yeah, but it's like like some apartments and built-up city areas or New York or something, where screaming is just a thing all the time. Yeah, I suppose. You know. Is that... Uh, I suppose that's quite regular. So Mad you just go, whatever you don't stuff. think. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know? Oh, so sad, though. Um, Okay, just days later, another woman was the victim of a vicious rape while at home. Uh, Just 24 hours later, police arrested a man named Stuart Durkin in connection with the attack. As well as admitting to the rape, Durkin also confessed to over 20 burglaries in the area, including one in Caroline's flat before she'd moved in. He also had a previous history of prowling, as well as a manslaughter uh, conviction in Sweden. Unfortunately, the police had no evidence to connect Dirk into the murders, so he couldn't be charged. Three weeks later, Caroline's body was discovered by a farmer 40 miles away in an overgrown drainage ditch in Romney Marsh. 
She was naked apart from a pair of tights and there were obvious signs of a head injury. Over 14,000 people were interviewed during the course of the investigation, but two years later the police were still no closer to catching the perpetrator. Originally, there were around 150 officers working the case, but over over time this wound down to just a dozen, and the Bedsit murders soon became a cold case. In 1999, police re-examined the duvet from Wendy Nell's flat and found a semen sample from which they managed to get a DNA profile, uh, which could then be put through the DNA database to search for potential matches. 89? 99. 99? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's been a a cold case for a bit. So, yeah, they're starting to re-examine all the stuff that they've kept because they managed to get loads of evidence, Mm. even though, like, obviously their new DNA wasn't really a thing and, you know, they were still, like, for future reference. So, yeah, yeah, they managed to get quite a lot. Well, well, um, I remember um, fairly recently they... Did a DNA test, I think, on one of Jack the Ripper's uh, uh, oh, really? uh, victims' clothing. Oh, shit. I think it might be Mary Kelly. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they got anything from it, really. But they okay. did it anyway, though. Yeah, they still that's had the cool. clothing. I think, I think it's just whatever. It's just uh, too old, maybe, possibly, I think. But they yeah. still gave it a good go because, like, you know, it's still got the clothing. You might yeah, be able to, definitely. But I think it was too past its sell-by date, so to speak. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, no matches were made, but that didn't stop the police from running the profile on a yearly basis. In 2007, Crime Watch ran a special 20 years after the murders, including the reconstruction, to see if they could get any new leads, and in 2012, Wendy Nell's parents made a TV appeal to find their daughter's killer. Did the the, the Crime Watch nothing come up with nothing? No, no, still didn't get anything. Yeah, because that that program, if you you know outside the UK, if you didn't know it, um, that program <clears throat> would have two or three cases uh, an evening, and they'd do a reenactment of them, which are quite scary at times. It really were. Yeah. Um, out of the, the, the say three cases they did, generally one to two of the cases would get solved. Yeah, definitely. The next it was week pretty they good, would say, just a recap from last week, and they'd say, we had 135 phone calls about that, and we've and that's and it was just like it was like. The UK were uh, living room detectives. Yeah. And it was kind of cool in a way because yeah. we all watched it as kids as well. We'd all watch Crime Watch because it was the scary fact of the reenactments were kind of like movie like. It's all in a way, you know, yeah. it's a reenactment. But it was actually the scary fact of it actually being out there and just yeah. so much. But yeah, and the public coming forward and people were getting busted for it. Yeah, definitely. They did used to solve quite a lot. Why didn't did they, they? stop? I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I used to watch that every week. On. Yeah, maybe. I suppose, you know. Yeah, but yeah, they did do good. They yeah, absolutely. Quite a lot but of unfortunately, stuff. for this one, no, no. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, her father had been recently diagnosed with terminal cancer and would unfortunately die before Fuller was arrested. Um, in 2019, Caroline's tights were re-examined and more semen was discovered. When compared, the DNA profile was a match for the duvet sample, so no, it's the oh. same person that did both murders. Right. Now. 
In 2020, the profile was entered into the familial DNA database, that good old database that fucking gets everybody these days. Well, I'm in it. No. Obviously, the 23andMe and other DNA sites, things you do that. Um, yeah. Uh, I worked with a guy, well, occasionally, and he's like, oh, I'd never do that. And it's a bit like, well, why, why, why yeah. don't you want to put your DNA into a What does it matter? Thing? What have you done or what do you plan <laughs> on doing? Like, I've put it in there because I don't care. Yeah, not planning on doing a murder really. anytime soon. It's no. fine. No. Is there any, any movies, modern movies, where, like, DNA and crime have done it? But it's then, like, it's oh, been I the wrong person know. accused. It's yeah, all been quite a good movie, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, so in 2020, a profile was entered into the familial DNA database and a list of potential relatives were identified, which police profiled down to 90 people, taking into account age and location. And in September of the same year, the police began taking swabs from everyone on the list. So they eventually got a partial match after swabbing the brother of David Fuller. After studying the family tree, they focused on Fuller as their main suspect. So I guess that's it. If you've got a family member that's got the same DNA or whatever, yeah. and they go and do 23 Me. Oh, I did 23 Me. They no, you didn't, did you? Yeah. Oh, no, they're going to get me for those murders. Yeah. <laughs> um, at school, he'd been in trouble for stealing bikes and damaging property and fires. So there's that, you know, of his childhood. So fire starter, you know, thieving. Yeah. Uh, and of course there were the previously mentioned burglaries by 2020 Fuller was living with his third wife and teenage son in Heathfield, West Sussex on December the 3rd 2020 police arrived at the house to finally arrest Fuller for the bedsit murders when he was taken into custody Fuller seemed unsurprised and the arresting officers stated that he appeared to have been expecting it like you say he probably found out his brother's done 23 and me uh, when questioned, Fuller claimed that he was not familiar with Tunbridge Wells and the area where the murders were committed. He also claimed he had never visited the Super Snaps or the Buster Browns there. And you've got to remember, the police don't know anything about what he's been doing in the morgue at this moment. They've just gone to nick him for the murders. So he's there They going, just think they've solved a, cold, solved a cold case. That's all they're thinking. They don't know anything about what he's been up to. Almost a sense of power he must have at this moment. You don't know anything what I've been up to. Just these murders, that's yeah, nothing. But he must know that they're going to find out. He, he must, must be know. shit. He brick. must be fucking bricking it, going, they're going to find out about everything. Yeah. Um, police managed to expose those lies fairly easily, though, as Fuller was a hoarder and he had kept an obsessive record of his life including old computers and hard drives, floppy disks, phones, and 34,000 printed photographs. Basically, a treasure trove yeah, for Yeah, just detectives. anything they could ever ask for. Um, he also had diaries and invoices for work, which he'd done as an electrician around Tunbridge Wells, as well as receipts for Buster Browns and photograph envelopes from Supersnaps. One of the photographs in Fuller's possession showed him lying on a picnic blanket on his stomach, his feet upturned and the soles of his shoes clearly visible. Police were able to match the print on the shoe to the print found on the sleeve of Wendy Nell's blouse. 
As police searched his house, they found hundreds of hard drives, memory cards, and 2,200 obsolete storage disks. Oh, my God. As well as 30 mobile phones and SIM cards. Oh and when they pulled out a bedside cabinet, um, they discovered a concealed holder at the back containing four hard drives. Oh, God. You imagine that you're the, the officer finds these goes, oh, what are these going to be? Did you, you know, see that bit these? that I posted on the Facebook page, uh, that video sure. clip no. of the police finding, no. finding the photographs that have been taken? Uh, they go to search his house and they're kind of going through his stuff. And then uh, the one police officer asks the other police guy to take a look at the photographs. And then he kind of bends down and he goes, are they ones that he's taken himself? And he's like trying to make out what it is. And then he goes, why does that person look? And the other guy goes, dead. And then they're like, oh my God. And this other woman chimes in and starts going, what is going on there? Is he like making that up or is that real? It's fucking so crazy. So it's the, it's the, oh, I've got to watch that. Yeah, watch it. I posted it on the Facebook page saying like, 15 seconds or something yeah I know yeah it's just like their moment of realisation when they see a photograph and like oh, but, then, but then find the hard drives after that yeah that, that's what I'm saying you find yeah. the hard drives what's going to be on this yeah if definitely. he's hidden this and these are out here yeah <sighs> yeah totally <laughs> well I'm really going to find out um, okay, so they're containing four hard drives. Police would later discover files on these hard drives named Necro Lord, Deadly, and Deadliest. Oh, God. Really scary. Uh, these files, along with photographs that were also found, were evidence of Fuller's abhorrent crimes that he'd been committing in the morgue of the hospital where he'd been working for decades. At the hospital, Fuller had an access all areas swipe swipe card due to his job as an electrician and maintenance man. Like Jimmy Savile. Yeah. In the mortuary, the fridges used to store bodies have got doors at both ends, but cameras only at one end. And it's assumed that Fuller had known this as there was never any CCTV footage of him from the hospital. So he'd always do it from the side where um, they do the autopsy. There's no cameras that side. Mm. Uh, an examination of his computer and hard drives revealed almost 820,000 images. Oh my God! And 504 videos of his abuse, as well as evidence of his, quote, persistent interest in rape, abuse, and murder of women. 8,000 images? No, 820,000. Oh my God, it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait, just wait, just wait. <laughs> oh my god um, many of Fuller's victims were still wearing defibrillators and catheters at the time he abused them also found on the hard drives were 4 million indecent images of children which were mostly downloaded from the internet 4 million 4 million well I know what he did in his spare time look at yeah. the pictures how long does that take? I know it's fucking madness. Just a, just a look at them. What the fuck? So, DS David Shipley of Kent Police's paedophile investigation team analysed the pictures and videos, cross-referencing the victims' identification bracelets with file names on the hard drives and the mortuary logs. The poor people that have to do that job. Oh, no, that poor guy. He was in the... Um, 
I was going to say DVD, in the documentary that I watched about it. And he was saying, like, how could he ask someone to do that job? You know, he had to do it himself. So he can't give that job to someone. It just seemed wrong to put that on someone else. He felt like he had to do it. And he was doing it for, like, 12 months. It's fucking madness. He said he's got PTSD, you know, and fucking... It just totally screwed him up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's rough. Uh, D.S. Shipley stated, Fuller committed every sexual act that is possible to do with a human body, and there was a complete lack of emotion from him. No thought whatsoever for the fact that it's someone's loved one. Was he still at home having sex with his wife? Yeah. Why does he need to do this? Because that's his thing. Why does a man you know, cheat on a how, woman? How much sex are they having at home? Yeah, you know, yeah, most marriages maybe. fucking don't really do it, do they? I no. suppose if it's just, I don't know, mm. convenient for him. Mm. Um, only 78 of the victims could be identified and police visited all 78 families over one weekend to inform them of what had happened. Uh, they decided to get it done quickly before they, it got out in the papers and they saw it. So how many again? 78. Like, for families? Yeah. Over one weekend? Yeah. What do you say? I know. Okay. Crazy. Um... Okay, Fuller initially pled not guilty to the bedsit murders on the grounds of diminished responsibility before unexpectedly changing his plea to guilty on the fourth day of the trial. In summing up, the judge said, Once inside the mortuary, hidden from CCTV surveillance, you were free to systematically and relentlessly sexually abuse the bodies of at least 101 dead women and girls. The youngest was aged nine and the oldest had reached 100. Some were abused very shortly after they died and some before or after loved ones had been to see them. You photographed and filmed the acts you carried out using your own digital camera before transferring the images onto computer hard drives which you concealed at home. Evidence of your offending has been discovered dating back to 2005 and as recently as within a week of your arrest. And that's the thing, because he was working in that hospital since 1989. So it's been going on. So it's, you know, the evidence only goes back to 2005, as when he started videoing and photographing. Glad he didn't meet Jimmy Savile. Oh, no. <coughs> Fucking nightmare, isn't he? Uh, you were never disturbed or challenged in all those years, but you were prepared in case that happened, carrying items of maintenance equipment for subterfuge to explain your presence in those areas of the hospital out of hours. Fuller was sentenced to a whole life term for the bedsit murders, plus 16 years in total for the mortuary crimes, with the judge stating, you will remain in prison until your death. The government has announced an independent public inquiry would be held while NHS England ordered all hospitals to review their security. What a character. Yeah, he's fucking mad, isn't he? So, and what's his... You say he's very nonchalant with it. Is he just like, yeah, whatever? 
What, what's what, what's yeah, what's kind it of. Like I've when watched he's arrested and all watched, uh, Yeah, when he gets arrested, he's just kind of like he's not really too fast. I think he's like, "You got me. It's a fair cop." What's he look like? Uh, Straight, normal, oh, average? Creepy. 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 He looks creepy, looks I'd creepy. say. But yeah, yeah I watched some uh, in- kind of interview footage with him as well, and there's a bit where he's like, oh, I'll admit to everything, but I just don't want to talk about it anymore. It's making me feel all funny and like trying yeah. to get him to... It's like, That's fuck because... you, mate, you don't get that. No, you don't get he... to say that. Yeah, it's because he knows it's maybe the fucking... The whole world out coming in saying, That's weird as fuck, mm. makes him go... Oh, maybe it was weird as fuck. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Remorse. Uh, I don't see it myself. Rig, rigor mortis remorse. Yeah. But obviously that's why he did the murders, so he could get the dead bodies. But then he found a better way in because that. he got the job as a maintenance so, man at the hospital so, and could get to the morgue. So he no longer had to murder to get the dead bodies. So if he had been refused a hospital job, we might be sitting here talking about him as a serial killer. Yeah, maybe. Whatever, he was involved with dead bodies. Mm. So, yeah, he probably would have gone on to kill more. Yeah, if he'd already killed, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, what a fucked up character. Yeah, definitely. What, what drives a person to, I guess, is obviously that power and just... But what? That drives, that's, they're dead, but they're cold. They're not doing anything. They're just laying there. Yeah. You're not getting any actual participation. Yeah, I know, but they don't want that, do they? No, they don't. Otherwise, they'd have sex with an alive person. This is why I don't understand it, because I'm not one. Mm. Like you say. It's like we always say, you know, when we try and put ourselves in the mind of a loony or fucking, you know, a murderer or whatever, it's like you can't really get there because you're not really there. No. no. So you can't imagine what they're going through. Was he wearing a condom? Oh, I don't know. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. How yucky that is. And surely you're going to catch some d- disease. Why? No, I guess not. It's I only, don't know. It's only a dead I've body. not thought about it before. It's only a dead body. Why? I don't know. It's the first <laughs> time I've ever fucking thought of putting a blonde foot in my head. How do I know? Um, okay. What? No, not really. Um, <laughs> all right, okay, well. That's that character, That's isn't it? That's that, that one. Is, so he is probably deemed the worst in the world? Uh, I think... Or known? I think he's the... Uh, I don't know if he's the worst. I think he's the worst in the world. He's going to be I'm going to say there. he's definitely the worst in the UK. For, for just in particular... The yeah, most prolific. Most prolific. He must be, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, imagine that. What, will you ever make anything of yourself, Billy? Lad? I hope you do when you're older. You could go. be the most prolific, prolific necrophile of the world. Done it. Box Achieved. ticked. Achieved it. <laughs> Mic Pin- drop. Pinnacle of life. Oh. Wow. So you, but you want to, you want to even it out. You yeah, want to get on the old seesaw yeah. of necrophile life and yeah, give us definitely. a lady. Yeah, I thought I'd give you a lady as well. Go on then. <laughs> Okay, so Karen Greenlee was born in 1956 and was considered the best-known modern-day practitioner of necrophilia until Fuller has knocked her off, I would think. (laughs) She's like, damn it! I was like, top trumps! She's been the subject of much research due to the fact that she's female. Her father has said that she had been sexually molested at age eight, but I'm not sure who by. I couldn't find that out. 
uh, and apparently she was raped by a school teacher at age 14 while living in Sonoma County, California. Um, afterwards, Greenlee and her family moved to Colfax, California, where she graduated high school. She worked as an apprentice embalmer at the Memorial Lane Mortuary in Sacramento, California. On December the 17th, 1979, she stole the Cadillac hearse she was driving to a private burial, along with the body of a 33-year-old man it was carrying. According to witnesses, she was driving the hearse as, as intended until she saw the departed's family. Then, quote, she did a big donut and took off. <laughs> Imagine you're With sitting the there waiting for the body. The fucking body. It was you're some really woman's sad. son. You know, it, was his, it was there. his mum by the funeral. Yeah, just all sad that I can't believe this. <laughs> like, where are they going? Fuck's sake, did a big donut. It's and not took like off. she could get it's away like, with what? it, though. Like, what is she doing? Yeah. They don't normally drive by themselves, though. But she was by herself. Yeah, apparently so. You normally have a passenger. Yeah, you usually got a few people in there. Well, at least two oh, at no, the front. Oh, no, not in the coffin. Yeah, one. but you need yeah. to have two, definitely. Yeah, usually two, aren't there? Strange. Well, maybe it didn't have enough people. Well, generally, like, the, the, you get the, the passenger sometimes get out and walk. Oh, uh, okay. In front of the car for a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. When they set off, so it's weird. Um, okay, she was found days later in Sierra County and had attempted to commit suicide by overdosing on about 20 Tylenol and codeine pills. Right, you're the mum. Right, ha- have, have we found my dead son? <laughs> has there been any news? We found her. She's out, out in the desert or whatever the fuck and she's tried to commit suicide with pills. What the hell's going on? Where's my son? Right, she survived that anyway. Um, she was found with a four-and-a-half-page written confession where she admitted having had sex with 20 to 40 other bodies of young men, calling oh it God. an addiction and referring to herself as a morgue rat. Oh, my God. Is she, is she, does she have a partner in life, sexual partner? Or? Uh, she was married at some point, but not at the time of her arrest. Have you seen a picture of her? Uh, yes, I have. I think I'll, I did like? put one up on the Facebook. Can you describe her first today? Uh, Creepy, like the like the fella. Kind of ish. Okay. I suppose black hair, pale face, looks a bit witchy. I suppose. Okay. Um, because necrophilia wasn't actually illegal in California at the time, uh, Greenlee was only charged with stealing the hearse and interfering with the funeral, to which she pled guilty and was sentenced to 11 days in jail and a fine wow. of $225. But they're like, but, but, she's having sex, she's had sex with lots of dead people, should we sort of that? That's not illegal, so she can go about it. So I could get off, that's okay, I could do that. Well, probably not that, and I'm sure they've passed a law. Right. After her release, her probation included mandatory therapy, which she says helped her make peace with herself. Greenlee and Memorial Lawn Mortuary were sued for a million dollars by Marianne Gonzalez, who wow. was the mother of the victim, uh, for severe emotional distress, which was eventually settled for $117,000 in general and punitive damages. A few years later, in 1987, Greenlee gave a detailed interview uh, entitled The Unrepentant Necrophile for a book titled Apocalypse Culture, where she described her appreciation of the cold aura of death, the smell and the funeral surroundings of her activity. And she also said the she used to... The cold aura of death. 
she used to like it when she shagged them and all the embalming fluid came out of their mouth and all their fluids uh, she later reportedly regretted the interview changed her name and moved to another city she hadn't done that interview it's not a good one it's not a good look no not a good look <laughs> I probably wouldn't with that uh. so she's still out there mm-hmm. so she just did 12 days yeah, 11 days in jail and $225 fine for what? nicking off with a dead man. That's not even that much. And shagging loads of other dead It's not even that much if you fancy it. No, I'm not saying do it. Uh, it's not that much, is it? I'm, no, but I'm sure it's illegal mm. now. No, I mean, no, not oh, not the fucking neck, not having sex with bodies. I mean, getting the body, yeah, I'm going to go take a body for a drive in the desert. You know, in yeah. the hearse. You only get like a few days in a fine. Not too bad, <laughs> if you fancy that. Not the necrophile thing. Okay. I'm not suggesting if anyone fancies yeah, we're not, having we're sex with dead bodies. Don't steal dead bodies either. I'm just not saying, don't steal dead bodies. It's not like a fun thing. Don't encourage people. Do no, you? no. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> oh, fin- is it finished? That's it. That's it. <sighs> How was that? It's okay. Like you say, my, my innards need a shower. Like my mm. mind needs a shower. Yeah. It's okay. I've been prepping myself for it. Oh, well, well done. You got through it. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, um, I hope you guys at home have got through that. Okay. Yeah, I hope that was all right for everybody. <laughs> I tried to kind of keep it light, but not be a dick about it, you know. And, no, of course. But also, like I said, I think it's good to have conversations about these kind of things sometimes. And hopefully someone's learned something today. I don't know what. I don't, I don't know let what. us know what you yeah, learned yeah let us know write in answers on a postcard <laughs> what you learned today is Sarah possibly would if, if, I, if I really wanted her to <laughs> <laughs> next time dear yes what next time next time gadget. episode 72 what is it uh, we're going to do dating app horror stories amazing yeah so like bad shit that's happened I'm sure there's oh, lots God. of dating app horror stories we've got a dating got app killer uh, well, no, grinder killer the dude who went on the dating show dating show killer oh Rodney guy, Alcala yeah, yeah, yeah go fun, back and listen to our Rodney Alcala episode for that that's a oh, good one yeah look at his uh, on YouTube his dating yeah. presence yeah on the look show. at him on the dating games fucking terrifying so that'd be quite uh, I was going to say fun but nah, it'd be yeah. a lot of smaller episodes uh, little parts bits and bobs yeah it'll be different like it'll be subject. different stories we're going to do uh, Stephen Port the Grinder Killer oh, yeah. uh, there's a few other horror stories that I've got for you and it's going to be fairly modern because of apps yeah you know uh, only after 2010 dating apps are fucking horrendous because yeah, the iPhone came out in 2010 ah. so like generally apps and smartphones yeah. from then um, okay that'll be interesting um, yes. you do something with your hands a bit of crochet yeah, I do. Uh-huh. yeah. and you've had a couple of listeners be in contact with you recently yeah, if you're on orders, have. You? Yes, so I you've have. been busy doing those oh. um, um, so go on do yeah, and pimp I'd that <laughs> pimp the crochet yeah I do crochet horror dolls if you fancy coming checking that out I do other stuff as well hats and stuff now it's getting cold over here in England in old blighty 
we're all freezing <laughs> so if you fancy a hat or a blanket hit me up you can find me on etsy at foxes fabrication 79 or on the socials at foxes fantastic fabrications or message us direct yeah or shoot me a message on our like strangeness things instagram or facebook yep um uh, i do another podcast with my buddy dan my good buddy dan we do uh, horror movies and stuff um the podcast on haunted hill if you want to talk uh, hear me some more yeah. um and doing horror movie stuff and joking and gags and uh, we cover two movies at a time and we go through the whole film and just talk about them yeah it's good also this friday on the 17th finally i don't Yay. like to, i don't know how to timestamp things um, so if this is in the future you're listening to this you can yeah. still go to the Deadbolt <laughs> YouTube channel unless and the world's been blown up by robots possibly and watch uh, Star Wars Sanctuary Moon now uh, for the past year me and my buddies have made a Star Wars film this sounds absolutely ridiculous so how the fuck you make a Star Wars film just go to the YouTube channel this Friday on the 17th yeah it's all true and have a look uh, it's like imagine if the stormtroopers were hunted by the predator himself yeah. through the woods uh, that's kind of what we were going for um, so blood and gore with Star Wars if you fancy yeah. checking that out please do and if you like it share it amongst friends or fans who are mad Star Wars fans or horror fans yeah because it's also a horror film yes anyway that's that cool that's everything isn't it yeah, yeah. Um, and if you like us as well please give, yeah give us a share amongst your friends tell, um, tell a buddy give yeah, us yeah, a, yeah. a rate and review on Spotify you can fill up our stars if you feel so inclined yeah and share, this, share this share to your friends and yeah. um, thanks so much and thanks to all the people writing to tell us how much they like showing all yeah, that stuff it's really it's nice really cool. and don't forget we always take listener suggestions for episodes uh, as and well the, the list is getting smaller guys so actually come at us with some yeah, suggestions definitely. while you're sort of driving around or wherever you listen okay, to this have a little think go, hmm. or like oh or, or from your particular town or city yeah. you're from which is like the famous case there let us know yeah definitely we, we might not know about it so it'd be quite fun to yeah. cover or if you'd like us to delve into the mind of someone or something yeah definitely always um, up for a listener suggestion so hit us up on the site shows for that absolutely and so look under the bed yeah lock the windows <laughs> lock the doors but then again you don't have to worry too much unless you're dead I know but you might have David Fuller types coming in through your rear window and you don't want that do you yeah but if you're alive he's not interested he'll murder you oh, until then you're it, not then dead then it. he'll be interested oh, imagine that they're dead Get some sexy. It's a sexy dead hour. Right, everybody. Take care, everybody. All right. Bye. See you again soon. Bye. We love you all. Bye. (laughs)